You're locked into the Reason to Behold podcast and we're back with another episode, but this one is a little bit different from our usual. It's a replay from one of our live streams on YouTube. If you haven't already checked those out, we go live from time to time on YouTube at Reason to Behold um, and you can watch us with whoever we're streaming with, um, talking about all sorts of good godly Christian content. So stay locked. We're going to play you a part from one of those conversations. Okay, welcome back to another live stream with Reason to Behold, Arnold Reasons. And you know how it goes. Like before, if you're new here, um, we exist to help, you know, the person that's hungry for more with Jesus, the one that's looking for the real thing. We make a ton of content on YouTube, podcasts, and all sorts of things just to try and help you to get to the real stuff. Um, today's live stream is a very interesting one. It's actually somewhat a follow-on from the live stream we did on Set Apart Style yesterday, which was on do godly men exist? Um, but today we're actually looking at masculinity in the church. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to introduce a few of our speakers for today. A few of them are going to join a little bit later. But um, yeah, drop stuff in the comments if you've got stuff to say. But in the meantime, let me pull these guys up to say a few words to introduce themselves. So starting with my wife, none other than Nash. Hello. Hello. Hey, Nash. Hey, hey. What's going on? Not much. So tell us a little bit about yourself if somebody watching doesn't know who you are. Hi, I'm Arnold's wife and um, I'm also a Christian content creator. So I create a lot of content about you know, just being a woman in Christ, being Christ-centered um, and also talk about fashion, hair and other cool things like that. Motherhood, little things. Perfect, perfect, perfect. And next up, we've got podcast co-host, RTB regular, none other than Tolly Talks. Hey guys, uh, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Tolly, aka Tolly Talks. Um, I work as an analyst, and as Anna said, I'm the co host of the Reasons Behold podcast, um, and I also have my own clothing line. Oh, good. Next up, we're introducing David and Asana. Hi. Hey, hey guys. <clears throat> so, my name's David. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm husband to Asana. <laughs> perfect, perfect, Hi. perfect. Um, my name is Asana, David's wife, and I'm also a psychotherapist in training. Perfect. I think I said it before the last time when we had you on Asana that we were going to need you for the conversation. Um, I think this is another one of those ones. That's why we bring you in strategically for all that psycho, <laughs> that psycho help that we're probably going to need. <laughs> we're talking about masculinity in the church. And, and I think tonight's one of those nights where I'm just going to let you guys talk. Um, a lot of stuff that's been said about men and you know in building some of the questions out for today's conversation there were some very strong opinions um, on both sides that I heard from men and from women on this subject as well so I can assure you that the questions we're going to be chopping into tonight are going to definitely be worth your Thursday evening um, Oxford Dictionary defines masculinity as qualities or attributes regarded as characteristic of men and it gives some examples of handsome, muscled, and driven. He's a prime example of masculinity. <laughs> so that's Oxford's definition. First question for us to start talking through today is, what are some masculine characteristics we see in God? Okay. I think 
What's interesting, right, is considering when we say masculine characteristics, are we saying things that are only attributed to men? Or, or what? Because I think that actually some of the things that we would say are masculine, they can be applicable to, to kind of to both sexes, no? Give us both sides, bro. If there's some that you think are exclusive to just men, go for that. If you've got some that you think are applicable to both sexes, go for that too. And bearing in mind, I'm thinking about not necessarily what I believe masculinity to be as a disclaimer, but <laughs> but just saying, you know, what are the things that some people say that, you know, a man should be? And one of those things is like, you know, protective, for example, or a protector. That's one of the things that we're told as men that, you know, we should be protectors, right? Yeah. And actually, when you think about it, women are protective too. You know, like over their kids, for example, that motherly instinct, that's mm. not that's not just for men. So this is where I'm trying to understand when we say masculine characteristics, what do we really mean by that? Anybody else got any thoughts on that? When I, when I think of God and masculine characteristics, obviously the, the term, the name father is, is you know, is, is very masculine, mm. you know. Um, I feel like, yeah, it's, it's, it's God masculine. God is, God is neither male nor female. So you can't put him in that box. You know, obviously he's got the name Father, which kind of, you know, associates him as male, but he's neither male nor female. Because if you remember, in Adam was both male and female. Mm, mm, mm. So, took Eve out of Adam, and now we've kind of distinguished man and woman and saying that man is like this, a woman's like this. You know, and both man and woman was made in God's image. So mm, how so, do we done? So that's an interesting thought, right? Because actually what we're saying is that God has both attributes within him, right? Because yeah. when he made Adam in his own image first, he then split Adam and Eve, right? But they're both still made in image, but they're both just like different sides of God, yeah. right? And that's why it works so well, right? Is that she can be sides of God to you that you don't have, and you can be sides of God to her that she may not have. So. Yeah it feels like there should be some things that are masculine and some things that are feminine, right? Yeah. Yeah, because God is as loving as a mother, but mm. as protective as a father, but also a mother hen or a mother eagle is as protective as a father eagle. You know, when, when you look at... the When you look into the animal, and when you look into nature, you know, when you think about the the, the, um, the lionesses, mm. what how they protect and hunt and provide for their children. That's a very masculine attribute, mm, mm. but the female, the females of the tribe do that, mm. you know. So I think God allows us to see these, um, or see nature in these terms, or to see nature in this way because he, he is both. Mm. Is that mm. a bit weird? Am I going off track with that? No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. no. I, I, th I think that really makes sense, um, and I think that in a lot of ways, if we are if we are aiming to be like God or aiming to follow after God's patterns and God's behaviors in all that we do, actually a lot of these natural things that are there within us should be coming out, you know, yeah. because God has put those things within us, you know, and I think that, I think there is, a, there is the difference between the protection of a father and the protection from a mother. There is a difference, but they're both two sides of protection. Mm. Mm. You know, there's there's a difference in the way that a father loves and the way that a mother loves, but they come together to, 
to form a whole side of love, which is why I also think that actually, even when we talk about like fatherlessness in like the generation that we're in, that's where we see that actually, when that side of it is missing, you know, the single moms, they do a great job in terms of trying to fill that gap, but there are also some things that actually, it's been designed that both sides should be there, right? And that's why you also see God says he's the father to the fatherless, because he comes in and he fills that gap that is left when the father is not there for whatever reason. Mm. You know, so actually like looking at it, like actually if we're all trying to be like God in these ways and trying to express the love of God in the ways that actually we were made to, you know, those characteristics will naturally come out. Mm. Brilliant. That's good. What do you think Nash and then Asana? I, I agree with what the guys have said so far. Um, yeah, I just agree. So that's why I've been pretty quiet so far. Yeah, um, totally agree. I think the first thing that came to mind when you asked the question was, you know, God, um, always see God, you know, our father, my father. Mm. And, um, yeah, but always associate him as my father. Um, however, as you both spoke, um, I also, um, yeah, realize that, yeah, I definitely also see him as, you know, the same. I guess characteristics that a mother would have like you mm-hmm. know so you know displays those characteristics for me so mm-hmm. he's able you know god you know for those who are who doesn't have a mother or a father god's able to be both for those people mm-hmm. i think that is really good and that's a very good way to round off one of our warm-up questions um next question is (laughs) question (laughs) you already know how it goes (laughs) i hope you guys stretched (laughs) because oh wait so there's a comment there's a comment comment, yeah the lord is a man of war exodus 15 verse 3 wonderful and the next question we've got up there as well is how do you find serious brothers in the faith was or is it hard Mm. so i think it would probably be good for this question to in fact all of you i think would have a good perspective on this as well because Mm. even the ladies have had brothers have brothers so yeah go for it um yeah so for me i think um I've, I don't obviously within like church fellowships has definitely been the one like Bible studies, those type of places. I feel like Sunday services are great, um, but you don't get to really know how people are in their walk just from that alone. So for me, it's the Bible studies that has always really um, allowed me to get to know people, um, allowed me to to get to know whether it be females or males. Also, because we're talking about brothers in the faith, like you know, I've met people that we do life with now are brothers even Arnold you were one of the brothers in my life from I way didn't back accept that. <laughs> I didn't accept that that wasn't a, a title that I accepted but it <laughs> in heaven there's no husband and wife so yeah, but we're not was... there yet All right. okay exactly we're on earth, we're on earth. So... We're on earth. <laughs> <laughs> there's stages to this thing in life um so yeah and so um yeah so I think fellowships for me have always been the place where I've found like serious brothers kind of met them because that's where you can chop up the scriptures that's where you can ask questions that's where you can see how somebody thinks and how they reason you you be able to kind of see because again when i hear serious brothers 
for me, Sirius is not somebody who's intense or anything, but he's somebody who is um, very committed to their walk, mm. committed to the scriptures, committed to doing things God's way. That's just my interpretation of the, the series, a serious brother in the faith, because there's a lot of guys that would say, yeah, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian guy. But the, the the lifestyle, the way that they approach life and approach you as a sister in Christ, it feels a bit like, mm, I don't feel safe around you. Um, and so for me, I do think that um, having like those fellowships for me was a very quick way to see some of the people that I felt like, okay, you're really devoted to Christ and I like what you contribute. Um, and it's kind of like, cool, we could do life. And for me, I always, um, yeah, it wasn't hard per se, but I would not say that I found like strong brothers in Christ um, straight away in my walk, I would say. I think it took time because different fellowships, there's different calibers of Christians that you experience. And so it was like, you know, some circles, it's like the guys are like really nice, cool, friendly people. But when it comes to talking about the scriptures, they're just looking at you like, what? I don't even know who that is type of thing. And so for me, um, yeah, I didn't find it hard overall, but yeah that's basically it. bible studies and places like that is where i've seen them over the years okay and what about i think who was gonna was the son gonna speak before yes go ahead yeah. let's see what you can say with the, the internet um yes um no i was going to say that when i first you know when i first gave my life to christ and i started going to church, um, intentionally going to church, not forced by my parents. Um, I definitely, um, I was definitely surrounded by a group of brothers in Christ. And it was really encouraging for me to see because my experience of going to church, you know, when I was younger, there was a lot of women and there was a few men. But in this church that I was going to, it was, well, majority, there was a lot of like young men in the faith who were passionate who were publicly you know declaring their faith and that was a new experience for me and that was definitely encouraging and empowering for me as, mm-hmm. as, as a woman young woman you know um in the early stages of her faith and um now um i still have a few brothers not as much um mm-hmm. because obviously as you get older your friendship groups um changes you know mm-hmm. move to different areas different churches etc um i do have a few but really not as much and um i think you know it, the journey for, for men and brothers in the faith can be really really challenging mm-hmm. because um i also know some who are no longer in the faith mm-hmm. or who are really struggling in the faith and it's it's always i guess heartbreaking to see them to witness that and um yeah so mm. i think in different stages there were different that there were more than than the other mm. Mm. that's interesting mm. go ahead go ahead bro oh on me okay um yeah i remember when i first came to christ um and i was really serious i really wanted to get to know god and all of my my friendship group were still kind of, were still very worldly. Mm. I started praying for Christian friends, and a good friend of mine invited me to um, a church in South London where I, I attended a youth church, and that was really cool. I met a few guys, but a few of them were still kind of quite worldly. But at the same time, there was a few men that were that were really serious and wanted to really 
get to know Christ as I did. Mm. And then, um, so yeah, how I found real solid Christian brothers was um, I got invited to a Bible study, like Nash said, and I just saw guys who really loved God. And then, then I would see them in a prayer group. And these guys mm. were devoted mm. to, um, and de- devoting their time whilst we were at uni to just engaging in Christian activities, you know? And then, then they would go preaching. When we was in London, we would, they would go preaching in central London, you know? And then I just saw these guys really, um, they loved the scriptures. They, lo- they loved to learn more around the scriptures. So, mm. so yeah, when you ask the question, how do you find them? They're everywhere, but you just have to be looking in the, you have to be looking. No, it's all about the heart. Yeah, for sure. It's all about the heart and it's mm. all about the, um, yeah, it's all about the heart and um, how serious they are about Christ. Mm. If that made, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to kindly corner you a little bit, my brother. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Just because um, I've had conversations with some guys who, who, who would probably disagree that these, these um, serious brothers are everywhere. And a lot of the experience that they've had has been very much like what you said that you had when you first joined the faith where you have the guys that are kind of in kind of out Mm -hmm. and you almost make do with them the best that you can right Mm -hmm. so i think when you speak about it being um one that they're available they're everywhere and when you say also that it's about the heart as well do you want to give a bit more detail maybe just to clarify it for such brothers okay for sure um okay i'm I'm gonna use an example of one of my good friends he Mm. um now a missionary but he grew up in, in North London. He was a real... When I was in school, I used to look up to him because he was like a bad boy, you know. Mm. But he's totally sold out for God. When I met him, again, I was in my teens. He was he had just turned 20. I was in my mm. late teens and he had just turned 20, university times. This guy was witnessing all over. He was always witnessing. And because, he, because of his um, zeal for God, he encouraged other young men to, to be passionate for God. You know about about the things of Christ, and because he's a very intellectual young guy, he kind of just changed our perspective from, you know, not being serious and taking and being laxy day and having that laxy daisy approach to Christianity. To yo, let's really take this thing seriously and let's see what we can really do for God in London. And we were everywhere, so there are individuals and they are everywhere, but they just need um, fuel or a, a young. Um, um, I want to say a young person who 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 really wants to go for God to revive them or to inspire them to pursue God, you know that's what this young guy did for myself and many others. Does that answer your question? I think it definitely puts. I think the issue is there's no there's not many leaders out there. So many young people or many um, men feel like being this, you know, not really being serious about Christ is the norm. Do you understand? Mm. That's not the norm. There's levels to this. Mm. There's young guys who are giving up their lives for Christ. Mm. But they don't see that. You know? And that's what they need. They need someone to inspire them and take them on a journey to find, you know, to, to really see themselves or see Christianity as truth and as the only way of life. I think mm. in Western worldview, you can do whatever you want. Mm. You know? But if you were a Christian in the days of Stephen and Paul, it was all like Stephen was a young guy who dedicated his life. He was willing to die for the gospel because it mm. meant something to him. But in our Western worldview, you do what you want. 
Do you understand? With Christ, no, Christ is here to help you. That's what we're preaching. That's what we're taught. You know, you're saved and now you're here to now he's here to help you. That's not the way of that's not the way of Christ. That's mm. the way of Jesus. That's not the way at all. You know, mm. we're here, we've been saved. Now it's now it's all about what can I do for you, Lord? But mm. a lot of these young men are not taught that. So do you know what actually I think that for me, my experience with finding serious brothers in the faith is actually quite linked to what David was just saying. Because I feel like as you kind of commit yourself to God and as you actually start on that journey of discipleship and as you're trying to follow Christ, like actually, firstly, like I don't feel like I've found serious brothers in the faith like that, right? When I think about the people who I am the closest to, I look at them and I know that God put them in my path because the ways that I met these people, they're just so like, I couldn't have even made it up, you know? So like, I think about even like, you know, people like Jonas, you know, Arnold, you came through Nash, but like a lot of those people came through a certain church that I was in, right? And actually the way that that kind of played out is I was looking for a church and I'd started visiting this church and I hadn't really met any people my own age there, but I knew that actually the word there was feeding me. You know, I knew that actually I was growing even from being in that environment. And I had a bit of a choice to make like, okay, do I stick with this church? You know, where I know that actually I'm, I'm connecting in with the word, even though there's no one there my age or anything like that. Or do I go find somewhere where there's more people my age there? And I said, mm. you know, what? I pray around. I just felt like I should stay there. And I said, okay, God, like, even though there's no people my age here, I will stay here, you know? Mm. And like, no lie, the Sunday that I made that decision was when I met one of the pastors who pastored like a like a, a church plant from that church and that was where literally everybody there was at my age mm. you know so many of the people who i'm so close to now have come from that environment you know mm. and that was even just from that decision of okay god like this is what i feel like you're trying to do with me let me actually go through with that and follow that even though it doesn't look like i'm gonna get exactly what i need and as through that journey, God has brought so many different people onto my path. And so for me, it wasn't like I ever went out to say, look, I need some really good brothers. No, like I was just trying to do, you know, what I felt like God was leading me to do. And then as I was serving in that new place, that's where you, for me personally, that's where I created a lot of those bonds. That's where they grew. You know, as you serve together week in, week out, like Nash said, you do Bible studies together. You really, that commitment and that consistency for me is where a lot of those friendships developed because like even with Jonas for example you know there were weeks where he was doing bible study and it would just be me and him mm. you know there's going to be like six seven eight guys but it's just me and him and then that consistency of us just being there just turning up that's where we've really grown together as friends and do you know that's really interesting you say that as well because I guess one of the things I was thinking is are guys are all guys really comfortable with that like because i know that it's very easy to do the popular thing right if there's a load of people that are going something then it's mm. exciting it's buzzing you know you're doing the thing that is mm. trending but when it comes down to sitting down with one brother one-on-one mm. and being willing to sit through doing bible studies together mm. like do you guys think that that's something that's an issue for for some of us as guys today I think, I think especially in our culture where everything is about numbers and like about popularity and everybody doing something, right? But like when you look at the Bible, it says where two or more are gathered in my name, like 
God has already made it clear like, like you only need two people. Like, is there more happens when more? Yeah, for sure. But God will show up for just two people. He's, he's yeah. down for that. He leaves the 99 for the one. Like, mm. you know. No, I love that. And yeah. Go ahead, bro. Yeah, I, I, I think, I think, it, um, yeah, I think young men or men in general will be okay for that if they feel like they're learning, they're getting something from it. Like Tolly was going consistently because he, he was growing. You know, mm-hmm. he, he valued the relationship he had with Jonas. That's what, that's what I'm hearing from that, and you know, mm-hmm. I, my, my, me and my friend, when I when, um, whenever I used to go and meet with him, and we, we would do evangelism, you know, and we would read the Bible. Yeah, I was growing and I was learning so much. So um, yeah, I value time with him. So yeah, I think if 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 the relationship is right and the young and, and the two men feel like they they're growing and they're learning so much from one another, I think yeah, definitely that there's room for that in yeah. the Bible. Mm-hmm. I think you both sound like the exception. I feel like Sandra <laughs> <laughs> said she's not having none of this. No, she's coming to tell what she like thinks. Is true, um, men or young men in the church maybe go where there's more or other young men, and you probably most likely won't build those deep bonds in mm. a big crowd. Um, you know, I think you know when we, we had a discussion was it last week or two weeks ago that you know sometimes when we're all dressed in our Sunday best, it's like you know there's a lot of like front. Mm. You know, no one's really being open or honest about you know they struck their, their struggles, and <laughs> it seems like in smaller, you know, um, groups of people, smaller fellowships, you mm. know, um, men are able to, to to form you know closer bonds and. You know, hold each hold each other accountable in those smaller groups, and I think maybe not all men in the church are willing to do that because I feel like that path is is quite narrow. Yeah. Do you think? I I I think it depends, right? Because I feel like even people that aren't necessarily like me, for example, because I'm all about like the brotherhood and like I'm all about that but I've even seen people who you know who may not have initially been about you know that kind of interaction but actually when you love on someone or when you show someone that kind of interest on a consistent basis you know actually the love kind of breaks through that in a lot of ways you know but it with some people it is going to take more like for me like if we meet two three times like we can vibe I'm chilling you know I don't mind being open but where some people are a bit more kind of a bit more reserved or a bit more closed, what you see is that over time, that consistency, I think with everybody, you know, even like with, you know, Nash and Arnold, you know, I'm saying that consistency is what kind of shifted, you know, things for them. But people respond <laughs> to the consistency. In other words, you know? people need consistency in their life. Yeah. Like, get out of the friend zone. <laughs> <laughs> And um, whilst we were speaking earlier, Jeff slipped into the, the live. Jeff, you connected? Uh, yeah, we can hear you. Perfect, we can hear you. You sound a bit far from the mic, so you might need to come a little bit closer. This, this mic is not that great. Can, can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah that's much better. Yeah. yeah, apologies for the technical but good evening, everyone. That's fine, hey, good hey. evening, bro. Um, yeah, just to um, just to add on with what you were saying, Arnold, the whole popularity thing, um, Jesus is, 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 you know, he's aware that that's going to be the case. Mm. Um, if you read some of the stories, the parables he was telling his disciples, it wasn't for the multitude, but the multitude mm. will gather. 
mm. and listen in. So sometimes, you know, if, if it's just one of you, two, three, four, you know, that's enough. When you start looking into how many seats are being filled, mm-hmm. that just diverts your, your attention of, of, of your main motive. Mm. Yeah, very true. I think that's a very good point and a very nice way to start it off. So, I, I think that, go ahead. I think that's, that's what's really interesting, right? Is because when you don't actually focus on the numbers, the numbers kind of take care of themselves. You know, when you focus on those kind of interactions and the more personal and the one, actually you find that that builds momentum because it's a genuine, authentic environment. And actually when you focus on the numbers, that takes away from it. But it, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's counterculture to think that by not thinking about the numbers and not pushing for the numbers, that that will happen. And that's why Jesus was so like different, you know, because for Jesus, it was never about the numbers. You know, when all those people left him, he looked at his disciples and like, yo, you're going to bounce too. He wasn't like, oh no, all my numbers are dropping. That's a very good point. And whilst you guys were talking, we had some really good and interesting comments coming in. So I'm just going to run through a few of them. Um, Adele said, that's it, David, to what you were saying earlier, David. Brothers need brothers. Some need to see other guys just like them to encourage them in the journey. And don't I know that that's the truth? Because even just thinking about the last 24 hours, for those that don't know, I've not been feeling too great health-wise over the last few days. But there are different brothers that have in different ways stood in the gap, whether it's by prayer, whether it's by checking in and just doing the different things. And even people on this live, just being present to share their thoughts and help this thing to work as a team rather than it being a one-man job. So definitely agree with that, that comment there. Um, Churchill also said, we shouldn't be ashamed to cry out loud that we are men of God and invite others to question us. This will show who is walking in the faith. Before I even run through any more of the comments, what do you guys think about that one? I definitely believe we should be proud, you know, and, and you know, of our salvation. You know, Paul talks about, you know, um, uh, in, in Romans one, we, we should not be uh, ashamed of, we should, we should not be ashamed of our salvation, but it's the power of God. Jesus Christ. Yeah, we should not be ashamed of it. So we should be definitely proud. But I think when it comes to faith, when it comes to um, being challenged on your faith, it, it's all about levels. You know, you can't talk, you can't ask somebody who's just come into Christ to start, you know, sharing their faith because, you know, some of them, and sometimes, you know, some people are, are, are on, they don't know enough to kind of share their faith. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The rest of you guys think about that because um, I yeah. think what's implied is that there's almost like a a fear or like a, a yeah shame shame in being sincere and upfront about the fact that we are people pursuing God go ahead Jeff I heard you're going to say something um yeah there, there, there is that 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 feeling but um, like we've all discussed, I don't know why, because we shouldn't be ashamed of it. Mm. Um, Jesus did say the world will hate you. So, you know, it's not about trying to fit in, it's about trying to stand out. And there are some who, you know, who will not understand, um, but that's, you know, that's, that, that's okay. As long as you keep your eye, eyes on what you're doing, um, you won't be, you know, distracted. But yeah, that's, it's, it's, 
it's not nothing to be ashamed of at all. To be honest, it's to be celebrated, really and truly. Mm. Very, very, very good points. Just some of the other comments as well. We had Adele again saying, that's it, hearts being filled over seats being filled. Come on. And uh, we've got an interesting controversial one here. But we don't mind a little bit of controversy. Well, I don't anyway. Son of Ke- son of Enki said, who cares about masculinity if you talk about this today? It will be a wasted day. Talk about the outside of church. Church is meant for hearing the word of God and how one interprets it. What do you guys think about that? Um, I, I, like, I like... Go on, go on, go on, Tony, go ahead. No, you go, you go, you go. Uh, someone else is doing... Um... I, I did like that. I, I was reading that. You know, um, who cares about masculinity? I think um, throughout time, the the view and the expectation of men has changed. You know, and I think that men, you know, Christian men, we have to learn what the church says or what the Bible says about us as men. How we're meant to respond to the world, how we're meant to respond to our wives, our children, how we're meant to represent Christ as men, as fathers, as leaders in our community. So masculinity Mm -hmm. is definitely a topic that's relevant today, especially in the church, because Mm -hmm. we see a lot of men um, abuse their power because because, because of toxic masculinity. You know, we see a lot of it in the in, 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 I don't want to say African churches, but even in the in in the West church, in churches in the West where men are, I've I've seen some really crazy things where men are asking women to take off their panties, and really ma- pastors are doing, leaders are doing crazy crazy things, you know that shouldn't be done in church, you know, and um, yeah, that's and I yeah, so we have to have these conversations because what is masculinity? And especially having these conversations for the younger ones who are come younger men who are coming up, but you know, after us, you know, we have to kind of keep that standard of what a man should be or how God expects men to be in church. Or from from, from a Christian perspective, from a from a Christian standpoint, sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I think that's what's really important in this because I can, in some ways, understand what this person is saying because, like, sometimes the way that we talk about like masculinity or the way that we talk about race and different things like that, you know, it can be a big distraction in a lot of ways from actually what we should be doing. But I think that actually, if we're looking at these things in light of the word, like David said, you know, actually, like, what we're trying to understand now is what is God actually saying about masculinity? How are we actually as men meant to be living out our lives based on the word? We are talking about the word of God because I've said, you know, church is meant for hearing the word of God, you know, but actually that's what we're here to talk about. Like, and that's why I started by saying that this isn't about my personal view of masculinity, right? Actually, it's about understanding, okay, what are we really meant to be doing as men? What does the Bible actually say about masculinity and different things like that? So I think if we're just talking about it from our perspective, yeah, for sure, it's a waste of time. But that's not why we're here. We're actually here to talk about, you know, from the word, what does, what are we actually meant to do? It's meant to be practical too, right? Mm. That's good. And and I think just to add to that as well, like for me, I'm so strongly on the opposite end of the spectrum because 
if there's anywhere that I think masculinity needs to be spoken about, just like all other areas of life, it mm. is within the church. Mm. And the same way that, you know, son of Enke has said that, you know, church is meant for hearing the word of God. I personally would challenge that to an extent because I don't think it's just limited to the literal teaching and breaking down of the scriptures and that's it. And that's a very limited view of it. And I think when you start to read how the scriptures make it clear that Jesus wasn't talking about a four building education center that we came mm-hmm. to once or twice a week. Jesus preached about a kingdom mm-hmm. and a kingdom is something that touches on all areas of life. And so when you actually read through the scriptures, you mm-hmm. find that it's not just about, you know, verses that are telling you how to be a good Christian <clears throat> when you attend the local church gathering. It tells you about masculinity, it tells you about how to conduct yourself in the workplace you know there are very practical things marriage all of these different areas are things that the scriptures give us light on and the whole point is that going back to something that we talk about a lot of the time at reason to behold the whole point of this christian journey is for us to grow in our practical living out of god's way in all areas of life and so masculine is just one piece of that puzzle and it's one of those ones where i i, I do get it i think like Tola also acknowledged that sometimes we do have wasted conversations that are you know a little bit left and that have no real endpoint and can actually just become a man bashing show Mm. but if we're having edifying conversations it should always lead to empowering us as people of god to know what masculinity looks like from god's perspective so so yeah those are some of my thoughts and i know churchilly also responded to that comment saying education is never wasted on those that want to learn and i think that's so 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 true Mm. so with that being said for those who may have just joined we had a couple people slip in we had abraham and jonas the beloved slip in um welcome aboard guys um just so you know your mics are muted as well but we're going to move on to the next question welcome bro welcome the next question is and what's the time we're at 10 past nine so the temperature can turn up watershed's over (laughs) What's going on with laziness? (laughs) What's going on with the laziness with some men in the church? If he struggles to be proactive in his own life, then how can he lead a family? Guys, wow. These are facts. You got five seconds for someone to start talking before I start shooting names. Mm. (laughs) Three, two, one. Abraham. Oh, Come for <laughs> Yeah. Um, this one, I'm not sure, you know. This sounds like a personal question, you know. <laughs> yeah. But, bro, um, if he struggles, what's it saying? What's going on with laziness with someone in the church? If he struggles to be proactive in his own life, and how can he lead a family? I won't say it's laziness. I don't know. I just feel, I just feel like a lot of a lot of men are not engaged with what's going on in the church. And um, I mean, I've spoken to you about this, Arnold, in terms of like a lot of churches that don't have a space for men. What does that mean? In terms of like, I feel like a lot of times churches is really, they're, they're catering for women. Based on what, my brother? Just based on <laughs> what I see, how the, the ministries that are there, the women's ministries. You know, different things. And there's not really, like, stuff for men in the church that they really feel that are there for them uh, that they can engage with. That's why I know what? Do you know what? Do you know what? 
No, but you know what? People have been doing like different studies into this, right? Yeah. And even when we think about things like worship, right? Yeah. Worship has been like described as quite like it's an emotional experience, right? Like you'd be crying, you'll do this, like, you know, even the songs that we sing. So mm. they're saying that in a lot of ways, those don't necessarily appeal to a certain side of men, where men, sometimes they like the logic side of things. They like yeah. even like getting into the word and reasoning out the word, you know, and mm. having those dark Bible studies. So just like Nash, you were saying that, look, the way that you met the brothers and you knew that they were serious was actually about how they reasoned out the word. Yeah, you know, and so actually, I think with what Abraham's saying is that look, there isn't actually a lot of things, or there aren't actually a lot of things that mm. cater to men in that yeah. way, because actually, like think about some of the Bible studies that we've been part of; those things aren't necessarily yeah. the norm. Do you mm. see yeah, what they, I mean? They're, like, not, the norm. they're yeah. not the norm, you know. And actually, we had a lot of guys coming through to those different things, right? And we actually had quite an interesting dynamic in terms of the mm. balance between the guys and the girls. So Still, that's because yeah. a lot of the stuff that we did was very like word-based. It wasn't just about like, did we do prophetic worship? Absolutely, like we went mm. all over the place of worship, mm. but we also had a very solid foundation of the, of word. the word. And that that for me was the part that I really loved as well, right? Is mm. the fact where we get into the word, we really reason it out, we really understand, we really study. And that's where I agree with what Abraham is saying in a lot of ways that actually they don't, some yeah. of the churches don't really cater for men in that mm. way. So, Go ahead, bro. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah I'm, I guess I'm, a, I'm of a different opinion, I guess, just based on the church I go to. We do actually mm. have a few things set up for men. I'm in the men's ministry. Mm. Um, and the younger ones also put on regular sessions, events, throne room, and all sorts of stuff that goes on for the young men as well at the church. It, it, it is there. Um, if there's anything I can say about it is it's not as um, proactive as the women's ministry mm-hmm. even even because I make some of the calls as well and set out the reminders to the men in my church let's pray this Saturday so we, we, we set out from the beginning that the last Saturday of every month we will get together and pray over the phone mm. but it always seems like something that I'm having to beg others to do Mm. Um, whereas the women's ministry you know we hear they're doing this they're going out on this outing this and this that and that and the men mm. just seem so stagnant um, so I mean obviously I can only speak for the church I go to there are mm. things there but it's, 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 yeah, it's just not really um, moving mm. so you know what just to add before you guys go any further so we actually have a question that will dig into this whole um, thing about whether the church has become super feminized to the point of marginalizing mm. a little bit later so you can save some of the extra points you've got but i think it's an interesting yeah. point that you shared there jeff as well about feeling like at times as a man leading men or encouraging men or trying to call men to a a godly thing mm. it feels at times like you're pulling them because i've had that experience as well myself and equally i think i've also seen the same pattern at times not all the time not everywhere but where it just seems like you're not sure of women who are very proactive in the things that they're mm. doing. So so I think maybe just to pick on this question a little bit more and make it a little bit more cornered. Yeah. Do you guys not think that there is this laziness at all within the church? Because I heard Abraham kind of swerving away from it. So <laughs> I just, I just want to know, like, are you guys saying that the men within the church contexts 
we're not lazy none of us we're just all proactive mm. I, I would say from my own experience of i guess witnessing that david himself you know trying to mobilize men in the church it just seems a lot harder and mm. a lot more challenging it's easy mm. for women to just get on the phone and you know agree to meet up women are more likely to commit to meeting up whereas with men i feel like it takes a lot more work so it takes a lot more like discipleship um it takes a lot more effort consistency and time as well whereas with women women you could meet for the first time and then you know next thing you know what a month down the line we're like gathered together worshiping you know reading the scriptures whereas with men i feel like men it takes them a lot longer to bond we take a lot longer to bond yeah and we you know to build that trust isn't it i feel like women they can bump into each other in the toilet and (laughs) sorry sorry can we also recognize the fact though because i think that actually sometimes when you look at the bond that men have versus mm. sometimes some of the bonds that you see women have. Mm. Like, I'm choosing our bond all day because some of those bonds, I'm like, what just happened? Like, yeah, yeah. on the surface, it looks all fine. But then underneath, there is all this backbiting, there's all this yeah. drama. Like, with guys, if you okay, have a problem true. with someone, you generally dukes it out and then your boy's after them. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so I think that, yes, okay, sometimes mm. it takes guys a bit longer because also the ego part of things. Yeah. Guys, sometimes you'd be like, like, who are you? Where, where's you know? that lockish a bit, isn't it? Yeah. Do you see what I mean? But actually, yeah. once you actually get into that space, and this is where I think sometimes in the church, like, because it is very discouraging. We're in that environment. You know, when, yeah, when you're trying to get guys to do things, they're not really coming, they're not really coming. But this is where what we talked mm. about earlier with consistency comes in. Because if you're consistent, you know, actually, that is what really gets people into that place. And then once they're there, they love it. And mm. once guys are in, they are in. You know, but getting guys in is tough. It is I tough. It is. I was gonna say something I mentioned. Abraham's come back to defend it. Sometimes <laughs> no, because you know Arnold had this discussion, didn't it? And I said to Arnold, like, fully here on the key point, didn't it? Creating an environment, yeah. I'll mm. say to Arnold, like, even if you see in the sermons, yeah, when like men are spoken about, yeah, it's never an encouragement, it's always we need to do better. <laughs> I'm comparing the Mother's Day sermon and the Father's Day sermon. <laughs> Mother's Day sermon is they're great. And the women are great. Moms are great. The Father's Day sermon is, there's not a doubt we need to do better. There's no sort of encouragement <laughs> for us. It's just rebuke. <laughs> but the one thing that's our day. <laughs> so like, a lot of the things, yeah. And I'm not saying that's every church, is it? That's some church. Like, I've been to churches that do have something, like a lot of stuff for men, you know, but I've seen that there are a lot of places that don't. And even in the little things they do that they don't realize that makes a big difference. It does, and it doesn't create that environment, <laughs> you know, where men can feel like, right, this is this is actually like, um, there's something for us and there's a safe space where we can just be ourselves and we're engaged, you know. Um, for me, I'll be honest, like the beginning of my Christian walk, it was me actually trying to search those things out. Mm-hmm. So I was on the other end of things. There wasn't really people saying to me, oh, we've got this men's ministry, come join it. I was the guy looking for it. Yeah, yeah. Because it wasn't there. Do you know what I'm saying? And there's not many people that are going to do that. Everyone's different. So some Mm. people might feel like, it's not there for me. I'm not going to bother. Whereas I was more, okay, cool. I'm going to just try and find it and connect with different people. Yeah. 
So we've also got some really interesting comments as well. So I'm going to quickly run through some of those. Got Adele saying, I think there's a lot for women. How to be a godly woman, prepare as a wife, etc. There are so many seminars and workshops for women daily, but not many that are for men. I feel like I feel like um, I agree with my sis um, in part the last part sis like how you said that there's not many for men I feel like yes to a point maybe not in comparison but I also think even if you put it on the men don't come the way we do for some reason us women were like I want to be a godly woman you put an event and put on how to be a godly man they're looking at you like please you're like, what are you gonna teach me what you know about being a godly man and it's and it doesn't mean that they don't think there's areas that they need to grow but there's just it's a different vibe altogether and it's like I think I've just I've, I've learned over the years and I'm still learning that the way with, like us women connect through conversation mm. is very different to how men connect. You guys, from what I've learned, tend to connect through stuff like, oh, let's go paint someone's house. And then you're talking and everyone's <laughs> passing the paintbrush. And then all of a sudden you're talking about, yeah, yeah me and my dad, yeah, I grew up without my dad. That's when you're bearing your heart and you're painting a wall. Mm. We don't need a wall. Just give me tea. Give me like a nice little restaurant, whatever. Like I'll bear my heart and I'll bring it with me. Um, and so I just feel like these workshops, the structure of them work for us mm. women because we mm. like that kind of structure. But I feel like from what I've learned, like I've got five brothers, like biological brothers, and mm. I've got so many brothers in the faith, and then I've got an awesome mm. husband. Mm. And all of it, like collectively, has just taught me that, yeah, if we're going to encourage our men to like be about it they're not going to go to a workshop they're not going to go to a three-day retreat the way we women love it ah spa and jesus and my notebook and look at the green outside like that's what we get very sucked into um and stuff but i also when it comes to this not obviously this is not the conversation this is completely different but with the women us ladies i feel like we have different issues that we also need to really look at and address because a scripture that absolutely scares me and puts me in check i can't remember exactly where it is but it talks about how you have the women who are like ever learning but they're never they never come to the knowledge of christ it's mm. like they always receive receive every workshop they're there every seminar but then they don't actually they don't actually have depth it's like it looks good on the surface is what i've seen and stuff but then underneath sometimes with women we we don't take a hold of the word sometimes to let it become life and so something you were saying earlier told you about how with women we can bump into the bathroom and become besties but with men it will take a while but when you form a relationship it is that david and jonathan type relationship mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. i have your back mm-hmm. our sisters don't have each other's back it's like i liked your dress i liked your hair let's connect cool oh my gosh i like your vibe but one false move one little piece of attitude that you don't like she's written off or mm. now you don't like her anymore and there's this issues that women have because i feel like we um yeah we sometimes have obviously this is it applies for everyone but i'm talking for my own people because that's what i know more of i just sometimes feel like we can have a form of godliness but deny the power thereof we deny like god actually transforming us from the inside um, out so that's something that frustrates me with women that we can know the scriptures but we don't live it come on we can have it in our bios but we don't display it in our lifestyles and that frustrates me because i'm like that's not what christ left for us but then when i look at the men i feel like yeah you guys don't have seminars but when i look at arnold's journey i know that he's not a blueprint but arnold has never hardly done these retreats i did he's hardly done any of these workshops i've done but when i look at the way he connects like to all the brothers here i'm just like that is something that is real 
that could not have been made up if that makes sense like it's mm-hmm. a real iron sharpening iron um and so i i really um admire that and as a woman in my walk for such a long time i connected more with the brothers in faith than sisters in faith for a number of years because i felt like the brothers were just into the word and like they really wanted this to be a real practical thing for them mm. um which is what i value and i think is great about you guys that like when you do get a hold of something that's it mm. like you're gone with it um yeah that's what i think i admire that's real good i've just got a few more um comments to run through i can't get through all of them so i'm really sorry guys because we've got a limited time schedule but um nick o said i wouldn't say laziness i think men struggle to submit to authority that's a, at, that's times, a good point. at times he clarified mm. didn't say all the time steven said in my experience Sorry. many men have been more passionate Sorry, about I... things other than god they'll turn so, up for can we just go back to that last comment because i think even when you think about what nash said about guys bond better where you know you're all doing something together mm-hmm. you know where you're bonding around a paintbrush or around whatever it is or you're building something or you're doing whatever in that environment it's a bit more equalized right mm-hmm. whereas when you go to a seminar it's like i'm coming to here for yeah. you you see what i mean so actually mm-hmm. maybe those two things actually kind of go hand in hand because actually yeah. maybe some guys are like I ain't, I ain't going to that what are you going to tell me you know but if it's like come build something it's like oh come bring your yeah. supply to yeah. get something done come build something that's, that's a good point it's a good point i think and even like maybe speaking from my experience i have have i been to Ben seminars how to be a how, i'll be honest i don't think i've been to a single one like, yeah. i think i've been invited to many um, before I got married and after I got married but I don't think I went to a single one I remember even before I got married as I was um, on the journey to beginning that road with Nash and I was invited like strategically week on week to some um, relationship situation thing and I wasn't interested and it's not because I don't think that it's possible to get anything at all but for me discipleship is what I think about like yeah. Jesus did teach don't get me wrong but discipleship even in my own journey the most effective things that i've learned have literally been life and life and it's not always something that happens in the formal teaching environments but it's where i see your marriage it's where i learn from how you love your wife how you deal with the fact that she just snapped at you in front of me and you've got an ego to protect like yeah. I'm constantly learning and that's from people who are older than me and who are younger than me even you people who here yeah, are married you've been on surveillance from the day I met you <laughs> and those who will be married you will also be on surveillance because I don't think that this is about how experienced you are for mm. me I'm always looking for the opportunity to learn from yeah. God and I know that God can use someone who is 25 30 plus years experienced in the same way he can use someone who hasn't even crossed the threshold of marriage mm-hmm. but is on the journey to getting married yeah and yeah. does that mean that i am someone myself who struggles with quote-unquote submission far from it because mm. there are relationships that i have intentional relationships where there are people who are much older much more experienced who are very aware of the context of my marriage and equally there are people who are side by side who are mm. aware of the context of my marriage now do 
and there are people who are um, even less experienced as well who are aware of the context of my marriage do all of them see all parts exactly the same i don't know i don't necessarily put up a shield to block one out more than the other but one thing that i do know is that i live an open life i live a transparent life one where i try to be sincere about how things are going like so when somebody asks me how's things going with your marriage i try my level best to avoid those default answers of yeah man was blessed you know we're doing good like those kinds of things if it's if it's true then by all means i'll say it but if things are not necessarily in the greatest place in that moment i'm not saying that i will detail it because it's a balance that you kind of have to to strike but at the same time i also won't front and i'll be wise based on the relationship i have to you know disclose what is appropriate so that i too can live an open example that will bless and encourage somebody else mm. of maybe what to do or what not to do because i might be acting up <laughs> so mm. so yeah there's a couple of my comments on that um, um just wanted to say something as well on that one i think what, mostly with men is the sense of responsibility if you look at the life of christ when he called his disciples even when he called peter the first thing he told him he says you know i'll make you fishers of men you know what i mean the sense of responsibility that is given to men if you're like they got to do something it's come up with something you'll find them there and uh, tolu can tell you that we used to mm. have men's meetings and men used to show up i never needed i didn't do follow-ups they was you know are you okay are you feeling like you're going to come to bible studies on <laughs> day? no there's no follow-up they, they <laughs> sunshine or rain you know these brothers were there you know what I mean and sometimes there were days where I had to tell them go home like it's like 11 o'clock bro why are we talking like you know I go home and and so maybe my experience with men in the church has been a little bit more different but I understand that with men they have to feel a sense of belonging and a sense of um, responsibility you know even when you look at the brothers the apostle Paul would advise Timothy if you're going to put a man in in a place like to be a leader he has to be someone who is responsible first of all with his, with his family mm-hmm. which shows you he's going to be responsible with the work of god but if, mm-hmm. if he's not responsible if he's not showing responsibility those men who are looking to him who is going to teach one feel the sense of responsibility as well they'll be like ah listen even your pastor that your pastor, ah, you know so <laughs> so it's important mm-hmm. to kind of have uh, I, i do know that the majority of, of of people in the church are usually women and women have a lot of meetings and you know i have led worship in a lot of women's meeting i can tell you brothers that are they, not all of them are spiritual some of them you're like ah, 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 ah. what's going on Lord? like this <laughs> these mothers need to go home you know <laughs> but uh, i think it's just a sense of responsibility and as as you know men men um uh, have you know coach today mm. that's really good Um, just to quickly run through the last couple of comments before we move to the next question Stephen said something relevant as well I don't yeah, think I like the ministries they need to see other men walking this out walking this walk out and not just on Sunday wholeheartedly yeah. agree agreed yeah, yeah. Um, we've got Jessica said I agree wholeheartedly to be honest I think it's because we work on ourselves just to gain something i.e. husbands etc which is why it's shallow gains when we know who we really are in Christ it's different very very helpful mm-hmm. good point Zena said I think with the women we are all searching for that connection but if we believe that women are not capable of building a genuine bond then we will block it from ourselves and we need to renew our minds and realize that relationship is the currency of the spirit yeah. okay 
So you guys really enjoyed that last question. I could tell you wanted to stay on it forever, but we do have some more. And I don't know if you did it because you were trying to avoid the temperature going up a little bit more, but that's right. I would definitely go. Um, Jesus started his ministry with 12 men. Nowadays, it seems like eight out of 12 will be women. What's up with that? And where are all the men? Question, how many women did Jesus have? Yeah, more than 12. You tell us, yeah. bro. I'm just, I'm just saying, because it also said that <laughs> he had women who supported his ministry. So yes, we yeah. know the name of the 12 men, but mm-hmm. we don't know how if he had way more women as well. So just, just analyst throwing it out there, you know. Okay, mm-hmm. analyst throwing something right back, just to maybe add a little bit more from my point of view. But the 12 that he appointed and called apostles, we know them to be men, right? Mm-hmm. Wives. Say again? So they must have had wives. Is that something that yeah. you're detailing or is that something that you're saying? No, but, but like also bearing in mind, like with the feeding of the 5,000, it was just talking about the men. It didn't talk about the women and the children. So that's also okay. part of something of understanding, like often, unless it's something really different, but like when you look at the genealogies, it's mostly the men, apart from people like Rahab, who, you know. So why do you think that is? What? Because, you know, obviously this person's question spoke about the 12 men and i think both mm-hmm. you and jonas were speaking about that there must have been other women and things like that like do you think there's something behind that i'm just saying it doesn't give it may not give the full picture that's what i'm saying so just because it was you know 12 men that were mentioned we don't know how many women were also involved or around so i'm saying it's not a complete okay view. so if, if you feel what. like it's not complete let me help you to think about the mm-hmm. question in more of a complete way Mm, help me nowadays ignore the first sentence nowadays it seems like eight out of 12 will now be women what's up with that and where are all the men and this is something that a bunch of you in different ways have actually acknowledged since we've been running this live stream because you were speaking about how there's more women typically in local church gatherings and things like that so (laughs) so i don't think this is a controversial point I mean, I like the question, but I, th- I also think that just like the scripture says, there's no, there's neither female, no male, no female, you know? <laughs> what are you worried about? <laughs> eight, 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 so eight you, out of 12 are women. Out, out of so you don't women. care about your brothers? I do. But you don't is, care about your brothers? If, okay, bro, let's, let's see. If I live in Peterborough, right? Yes. 50,000 people. 30,000 yeah. are women, right? Mm and 10,000 are men. The rest are, are children. going to go for the women? The majority that are going to be in the church are women. The majority of the, the disciples are going to be women. So that's kind of a thing, you know. But isn't that an assumption? But I'm not saying though. that's the case. That's, that's I feel like that's a very assumption. big assumption. That's not true. That's not yeah, true. I think it's that's a very... That's just my opinion. I, th- <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, it's a very big... It's not Bible. I, think, it's I not definitely Bible. think it's a very, very big <laughs> assumption. And me, I would wholeheartedly disagree because... Granted, you may have a population of 50,000 in the area and you may have 30,000, yeah. but there's nothing to definitely say that the majority of the people who would convert and follow Christ will definitely be more be, be um, women. Is it more likely statistically? One could argue, but I know that God isn't limited by statistics. Yeah. And if he chooses to raise up that 20,000 men <laughs> in order for them to go and preach to 30,000 women, he'll do it that way. Mm. Anybody I mean, else okay. any comments on this question? Um, okay. Sorry, God. Sorry about no, that. No, um, 
whilst Jonas was speaking, I was thinking about the woman at the well. Mm. You know, he just spoke to her. And then when yeah, she went off, she went to go and speak to all yeah. the men in her in her community and brought them back to Jesus, mm. you know, and told them, look, I have seen a true man. So maybe in, 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 um, in nowadays, Maybe women will say, "Look, there's a <laughs> this is a man that you can imitate. You know, this is a a, 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 um, a preacher that you can imitate. This is a good man." So women could, you know, not in our days, yeah, I think God, yeah, God will definitely use women. Yeah, and they could be well. They are beautiful and wonderful evangelists. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they are. You know, there's been phenomenal evangelists. You know, missionaries that are women that have brought many men to God. You know, being well, mothers. Go on, go ahead. No, I was gonna say. I think, I I think you guys are being very, like, polite about the question because, <laughs> and it's not about being rude, yeah, but I, I think you're say. focusing very much on, you know, saying that women can do. Nobody has said, even in this question, yeah. that women cannot do. I was gonna say the same thing. thing. There are no women. You're not answering the question. <laughs> oh, and it's interesting. The women are saying that. Okay, so the question is focusing on a belief that is hidden in this question, in plain sight, that the men are missing. Yeah, well, no, is no, that no. true in your experience or not? And if so it is, think, okay, why do you think okay. that is? If it comes down to my experience, yeah, I would say the men are not missing because I have a lot of very solid Christian male friends, yeah. right? So for me, in my experience, that's not the case. I think it very much depends on the church that you're in. It very much depends on what you're really talking about. Because for me, I've been surrounded by very solid Christian men. So for me, I'm. it's not in my experience, that's not the case. Okay, what about the rest of you? I was going to say, okay. um, Abraham and Daniel. There definitely is an issue here because when we look at other religions, they're able to get men. Come on. Do you get what I'm saying? So... There definitely is an issue here. I feel like this Have you is got any examples? Um, how Jesus is portrayed and some men struggle to identify with that. So they feel like Jesus is kind of is betrayed as a wuss, like not a real man. Mm. <laughs> maybe some guy struck. No, it's real. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you know, and maybe there's a disconnect there. Mm. Do you know? and Asana, what were you both going to say? No, I was just going to say, like, um, I think sometimes when I'm thinking about the fact that in the body we all play different parts, and so sometimes I think based on that we see different things. Mm. So, like, Tolly, what you're explaining about how in your area the men are there and stuff, I'm thinking, you know what, that's probably your your perspective because that's what you've been exposed to. If you're the elbow, you're always going to say, I always see the hand, like the hand is always there. Maybe that's where all the men are. Yeah, maybe that's (laughs) with (laughs) Tolly. But then for um, for myself personally, maybe some of us here as well in this conversation who have maybe um, been exposed to other circles or based on whatever we do in the kingdom, we have exposure beyond just, for example, our circles, like me in this position of what I do. I go to a lot of places um, and I see a lot of different fellowships. And what I have seen is that the women are always ever ready. We're always ever ready to come forward and do things. And I'm a woman myself, so I'm all for it as well. But when I look at, for example, this question, I heard your answers before when you were talking about, yeah, we're doing about the women. For me, I was thinking, nobody said that, though. But if you like, for no, example... But, but, sorry, no, but, what I'm but, saying is, yeah, 
is that how what I'm trying to say is how do you know that back then, yeah, just because the twelve were all men, yeah. how do you know that even back then it wasn't imbalanced? How do you know that even back then for the twelve no, men they yeah. weren't? But no, no, the thing one. is, no, I'm not saying I'm not saying that we don't know that. That's that's fair. Like what you're saying, the same way, for example, mm. when they talk about in Acts, mm. Acts two, um, when they were waiting in the upper room, there were men and women gathered. They didn't say how many men and women were gathered. Mm. But from what I've learned, unless I'm wrong in terms of how I'm reading the Bible, when Jesus did start his initial ministry in terms of when he said, you know, come with me, he was speaking, there were 12 men that he started with to the point where okay. when Judas was removed from the 12, because he obviously mm. hanged yeah. himself, he was then replaced when they cast lots with yet another man. So I'm but, not but, saying... But sorry, but sorry, also remember that actually what Jesus is doing, because in that time, yeah. rabbis would tell young boys to come follow me and learn my way. Yeah. yeah? They yeah. didn't actually do that to women at that yeah. point in time. Yeah. Right. So what I'm saying is, is that when you see the women interacting with Jesus's ministry, yeah. because even when you see after Jesus was raised from the dead and yeah. he's interacting with the women in mm-hmm. that way, right? Yeah. What I'm saying is, is that choosing, you know, these are the people he chose as his disciples yeah. doesn't actually take the full context into play. Because but he chose all of us. But you could say he chose all of us. Like we could go on with that pretty much all day. Yeah, but over the but what I'm saying is, and how many people have been followed as his disciples, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think... But what I'm saying, but what I'm saying is, is that it's not, it's not a complete question. It doesn't give a complete picture because we don't know, for example, how many women supported Jesus's ministry in that way. But that's from, but from the twelve, scripture writes twelve were men, right? That's all I want to know. <laughs> Like, if you want to go at it that way, then yeah, sure. Okay, there were 12 <laughs> men, fine. But right. you're not actually taking the complete thing into, into consideration. I think what I would say is that sometimes some of these questions, right, the way that people are demanding things of men, it can be a little bit man bashing, right? Because, and I think that's what is a bit sad for me oh, because I, I have seen the other side of it where there are good men who yeah. are really doing what they're tr- meant to be doing. But actually, all of it gets caught up in this, oh, you know, what, what are the men doing? Like, what's this, what's this, what's this? But actually, but don't, there are still good men doing their thing. And I, I think you're right, bro. Though. And I think, I think no one's suggesting that there are no men whatsoever. I think in the question, they actually said it seems or feels like 12, 8 out of 12 <laughs> are now <laughs> women. So they're giving you a where are all the men? But that's the point. That's what the focus of the question is. Yeah, if we wanted to, we could also flip it on their position. That's well, what I'm saying. Well, have all of the men in this world been saved, bro? Have all the women in this world been saved? Yeah, that's fine, but that's not the question they submitted. <laughs> so, focus right now. No, but totally this is the thing, and this is what frustrates me, right? Yeah. Is that nobody is taking away from the fact that there are women, yeah? But I am a man. Right now, in this conversation, the person submitted a question to me asking about the men. That is a genuine question somebody has. Mm. And so, when we focus so much on talking about the counterbalance, in i think rather than also addressing the question no one's saying you shouldn't mention it but in also addressing the question we're actually giving somebody a legitimate response and like i think nash said if the experience that you have tolu <laughs> is that 90 uh, percent of the men are with you then so be it please give your links on where they can connect with them and they can add some of them to their, their local gatherings as well because some people have this experience i've spoken to brothers who feel like they haven't got any men they can connect with mm. and it's mm. not because they're not hungry it's not because they don't want jesus but they feel like they are dying and drowning when it comes to fellowship and and actually yeah. eating the truth of god's word being able to break bread break up chop the scriptures and so mm. in that question bro those are the people we're going for yeah 
And maybe when we do another live stream, somebody might submit a question about the women too. You know what I mean? And then I'll definitely bring you. Tolu, you're my first person after Arnold to bring forward. And you know what? This is I'm the thing you. as well. I'm telling 100%. Tolu is the plug right now because if you're looking for a godly man, Tolu knows a lot of them. Okay? He has exposure to a lot of them. So connect with him. And I'm not saying that in that funny way. I'm saying that legitimately because it's true. We will all have different experiences. We have different exposures. And I think it's by having conversations like these where you have Tolu saying that in his experience, there's tons of guys. Whereas you have somebody like um, Nash maybe right. saying, in my experience, I've not seen many guys. That's where we can cross-pollinate. And that's where we can start actually connecting people to know that, you know what? If you think there are no good men, let this live stream. Sorry, mm. if you think that there are no godly men out there laboring in abundance, like let this live stream mm. encourage you. And I think that's all yeah. it is. It's nothing there's, too deep. There's loads of really good sorry. comments. There's, there's loads I was of really just about comments. to say so, that. There's lots yeah. of comments. Really go fantastic so, comments by so, men. Mm-hmm. Kadeem yeah. said, yeah, Kadeem said, the Lord uses whoever is available. The question that needs to be asked is what are the men busy doing? Read, read, the, next, read the next comment from Kadeem too. Tolu, most of us don't have your experience. A lot of my congregants would rather go golfing or just not be challenged, lol. Mm. So there you go. But but that's the thing, right? Is that I'm saying I know that this is my experience, Mm. right? So I respect that because everybody has very different experiences, right? So this isn't to say that my experience is everybody's experience. I'm just saying that I also know that there are good men who will turn up to church who do want to be challenged who are about that life and sometimes that could all get missed because someone's also said that i think the guys are being well the women aren't mentioned men are so the question is very valid i think the guys are being very defensive it's not personal i hear you i'm it's not personal for me i'm just saying this is my experience you know, I think also, no, um, I just wanted to add, I guess, also from my experience as well, like I've experienced both, like I've experienced, yeah. you know, churches where there's lots of men and there's churches, like majority of the churches I've experienced, they, there was always more women than men. Mm. And I think, you know, this is a real sort of serious question. It's not bashing the men because they are no. some men who are so committed. My husband mm. is them very mm-hmm. <laughs> completely sold out for god and you mm-hmm. know probably you're also one of those men but i think you know if you look at statistics i don't know the figures but i think you know if you look at statistics you know they are more women in church than men mm-hmm. and I think, you know the guys in the the question the comments they've really said some really you know important points that sometimes men that they are busy doing other things so I, I think the question—it's a very valid comment. Pardon? I, I disagree with that comment just because I feel like, like what I said, other religions are able to get men. Mm-hmm. I really think there's something we're missing here. Do you get what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It, it can't just be that. Well, can I? Can I add? I, I um, can you all hear me well? Yes. Yeah. Go ahead. I was in a, a fellowship. Uh, WhatsApp group. It started off with uh, the platform of it just being on WhatsApp, and then we decided to um, have conference calls where we would all pray. And there was 15 women, and I was the only man. Mm. This was going on for about a year and a half. And um, although there was times I, I, I thought to myself, "Should I be here?" But through the conversation we were all having, I realized that you know what, I do need to be here. 
um, because of the type of conversations the women were having, there was times when I needed to correct them in their opinions. Mm. Now, I tried and obviously um, referencing scripture because I I thought to myself right now that I'm on here, I don't want to be given my opinions, my opinions, my opinions. I would state what scripture said and then I would leave it alone so that it marinates in their mind. But as long as I've given them scripture, you know, once truth presents itself to you, it's your decision whether to take it or leave it. But when it when when it got up to about 10, 10 months into it, I thought, now there needs to be more brothers on this call. Mm-hmm. Um, because at times I would just like, I'd be at work and I'd be checking my phone, they'd be having a conversation which was not right, but I would need to correct them with the word and I'd get back to work. So I thought more brothers need to be on this call. It's just healthy as well. Mm-hmm. But then when I tried to invite them, it just wasn't, they just they just just didn't want to know um and i didn't want to use the whole tactic of you know let's arrange a nando's trip and blah 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 <laughs> it's it's very easy for you to kind of use that bait and their their heart and their mind is not really into it mm. um, and just going back like I, with my church i don't really see that i think it's a it's a even mixture to be honest i think there there are as much mm. women as there are men um very even actually very mm-hmm. I have seen that mm-hmm. in other churches so I, I agree there um, but in my particular church I think it's, it's it is rather even um, I'm not sure if any of you have ever been to resurrection manifestation in, in this world but I would say it, it, it is even mm-hmm. wow I, I also want to just comment a little bit on that um, I also think um, the leadership of the church also should be more mm-hmm. uh, involved in pointing like men because Tolo and I have been uh, probably in almost the same place when we've seen leadership uh, you know men involving leadership people the, the, the pastor or the elder of the church you know bringing out men's activities or if it's men retreat or whatever it is and, and that's what we ended up even studying like a bible study for men it was just men and people. you know we had lots of men coming in through so I think also it just lies on the leadership of the church to make sure to be uh, more um, mindful of that because women are very active. Women can decide to plan all these things and men just be like, ah, yeah, I'll see later. But, you know, if we're a bit more engaging, you know, inviting them, like I heard that uh, David does that a lot, eventually they will come. You know what I mean? Eventually, prayer and all that. Even though I do know that sometimes it's difficult to get men and I'm not saying that it's, 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 it's easy because like <laughs> my brother just talked about Nando's you know, I mean, Nando Stolle and I had to get out of this dude, you know? <laughs> you know how I many trips to the shard we had to just do to get, you know, to get some of these guys to just show up. But then sometimes you're like, man, what is this? I mean, I know Jesus fed some of your fish, but like, bruv, I can't be feeding you fish all the time. Like, you know, it has to be something more than that. But um, but I guess it has to do with the leadership of the church as well, we, if they are very... Um, mindful of that to help as well it will help to to balance out i don't think um i don't think it's 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 you know, like the majority of, of most churches are filled with women and that is the truth and sometimes sudden sudden some men and some people say ah man we're seeing a lot of women in church but at the same time you know what i mean it's let's just keep you know pushing that that uh, side of making sure that the guys have activities not just activities but just keep calling them keep bringing them down come eventually i know this one of them you got that spirit bro what's that bro 
You yeah. go that pool. You go that pool thing. You know. <laughs> yeah, he has, he has, he has, he has. You know he what, has. brother Jonas? Jonas, I think it, it. I mean, at the end of the day, there's there's only so much you can take the <clears> horse <throat> to, to the world, but you can't force it to drink. Mm-hmm. And I think sure. these are individual things. You've got to have that yeah. desire individually. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's nothing you can do. In my line of work, when I used to marry manage a sales team. Mm. to have this uh, um, method of managing them you can teach skill but you can't teach will you can't teach will you can mm. teach the skill so they've got to have the desire to to, to, to come really and truly um, you know in my experience when I was young I've always loved the word like all my GCSE grades were D's all of them mm. religious education was a B and mm-hmm. from that time I thought to myself do you know what and even at that time in school everyone was like just teasing me you know what just like why do you know so much about this and blah 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 mm-hmm. and I, I couldn't even understand like <laughs> like why in sociology I'm not answering all the questions mm-hmm. but come religious education when I'm sitting there I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm giving all the answers when and a then man I, is I, called a man is called <laughs> you know <laughs> I'm telling you I despise the young people <laughs> I'm telling you can I, can I ask a question though as well why do we want the men to be attending the prayer meetings? Why, why do we want them to be attending? Why? Because men need yeah, to pray, bro. Okay. Hey, Ram, you're going to get eaten up. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm just let me just set the context for you, that. bro. I just, because I'm a lot of the the times I feel like in the church, there's a thing of men are not needed, they're useful. Hmm? Like, when it comes to things in the church, yeah, it's always like, Oh, we need the men to help clear up this. We need the men. It, it's always about what we can do. So even when they say, "Oh, we need more men in prayer," I'm like, "Okay, why?" Like, there's not. I don't know how to explain it, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't know. I just feel like what I see is is more. We're not needed. We're just useful. Do you know? Mm-hmm. And whenever I hear complaints about there not being enough men in the church, it's always based off what people need help with getting done. Mm-hmm. I no. Yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, I hear you, but I hear you. But however, look, but, however, you know, Abraham, I, you know, you know, men are useful in the church, you know, and you know, obviously heavy lifting and all the stuff that you're that you're alluding to. And, you know, however, young men and women need to see men praying, need mm. to see men studying. Yeah, you know, our sons, our nephews, our our cousins need to see us standing 100%. for God, standing 100%. for mercy, standing for justice. Do you understand? 100%. And then they will they then they, they, they will follow suit. Mm. So if they're not doing it, they're not gonna do it. They're gonna ex- yeah. expect the women to do it. Yeah. You know, I think it, you you, you mm. made you made a really good point. You said, you know, oh, Christ is not seen as a um mm. as, as as um I forgot, I forgot what you said, but Christ is not seen as militant or something to yeah. stand. Yeah, he's not seen as a man like they. You no, know, like but people who follow Jay Kavara, do you understand? Mm. People are willing to follow revolutionaries, but Christ mm. himself was a revolutionary. Hundred percent, bro. This is what I'm talking about. Like, this about is truth, it, my G. This is it. People are not people are not taught truth. If you oh. truly hear about Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you're going to follow that man. Bro, I ask the question for this kind of reaction. You get me? You're like, you're going, like, bro. Keep going. You know, <laughs> but, 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 but they but, think that we're following some joke. Like, like, um, a, a, um, a comment says, you know, 
people, um, Islam has men following following in legions. Why? Because they, they want to stand for something, Come you on. know. Mm. Oh, and, and, and Muhammad was passionate about something. Mm. Oh, was Christ. Yes. If you read the, oh, we don't hear this enough, bro. Christ stood for something, yeah. and he was not willing to back down. He did not compromise for nothing. Come on. Do you understand? Yeah. And that's what he taught his disciples to do. But as men, we don't hear this, bro. But he, go, go, go on, go on, go on, go on. We don't hear this, bro. That's this is what you're saying, yeah. Literally, that's the reaction I wanted when I, I asked the question. Mm. <laughs> you know I, mean? I really did this just to start the problem. You get what I'm saying? But, <laughs> bro, we don't see this. What we're mm-hmm. seeing when we're heard about crisis, and it's cool. Come to the Father, the Father's heart for you. That stuff is cool. I get it. There's a room for that. But, bro, what you're talking about, we need to hear that. But the truth is, they called Christ the son of David. What did David do? David oh, was Come on. The, the songs they sang for David. Men, we need the that, son bro. of David. He conquered. He was not. He, Jesus he was, was never a guy with his hands up like this, with his heart in his hand. No. <laughs> come on, bro. It wasn't Jesus. He was not like this. Yes. Jesus was like a revolutionary. Mm. We follow him yes. because he stood for something. Yeah. He died for what he stood for. Mm. And that's a true example of a man. Mm. What is masculinity in the church? Christ is true masculinity. You stand and you die for what you believe in. Mm. As a man, and you teach others to do the same. You know? And women will follow. Come (laughs) on. I feel like that's a message that needs to be shared, bro. Seriously. Can I I jump in? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'll jump in on the back of what David was saying, and I'll, I'll take a, I'll take the same kind of angle, but just a bit different. Is that I think a lot of the issues is a lack of a father. Because mm. what David just said, what David just said, like David's a dad, David's got sons, whatever. So he's going to give Three that boys. same what he's what he just said, that authority yeah. that he's speaking in, mm. he's going to yeah, give baby. that to his son. Mm. So I think sometimes in the Christian community, we can forget that the statistics that the world shows of fatherlessness is that when you become a Christian, you don't suffer from fatherlessness anymore. Mm. And the church, the church don't deal with fatherlessness issues because yeah, it, the world mm. deals with it, but the church mm. deals with that. So if you had multiple people like David talking to their sons, listen, get up, we're going to church, Jesus is this, the, uh, David, all these stories, telling that son that, the son will get up and go to church. Come on. Mm. But if you take that dad at that home, he don't have that no more, then he yeah. don't want a desire to go to church because his dad ain't telling him to get up and go to church. Mm. Because mum, single mum's going to church, and single mum's the yeah. one in church all the time, and that, that son ain't seeing church as masculinity because yeah. that worked there to give me that. Yeah. So I think what David is saying is the truth, but at the same time, it's like that. If you if you take that dad out of the home, he ain't gonna have that mm. responsibility to wanna go to church because, well, masculinity is my dad. My dad ain't there, so ain't going to church. Yeah. Thank no, you. I, I disagree, I disagree. I, I, I understand what you're saying, but I disagree because I've just looked at my background. Now, my parents split up from a, from a young age when I was a young age um, I think when I was about four and I've always gone with my mum and my dad didn't show me any of that none of that but my mum was doing all of that we were going to church with her um, and then once I got to an age where I fought for myself and I knew who Christ was for myself then that initial desire continued to pull me but my dad was still the same. He wasn't going to, to church. He didn't know Christ. So in my own experience, I could say that wasn't the case for me. However, mm. I do understand and agree on what you're saying. There is an impact there from Father. Yeah. And, and you know what? What you said, that's that's the truth. And I think 
at the question, I think the original question was about why is there is it eight eight disciples? Eight I know four. I know yeah. Tolly was arguing that fact, but what? <laughs> why um, is there is it women? Where are is the it men? women? What was the question? Original question. Where are the men? Basically. Yeah, where I'm are the men? Women. So like what yeah. what you just said, bro? What you said what you just said, bro, is the truth. Like you on your own back, your own responsibility. You took that and thought, you know what? I am gonna do that. But I think because of the lack of fathers, there's not a lot of men like you yeah. that will do that. It's like there's, there's certain men that need that, that authority. So they need that encouragement to that discipline. And the Bible says God disciplines us like a father disciplines his son. So there's certain men that need that discipline to get up and go. There's not there's 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 a majority of men that's not like that, like you. Do you get what I'm saying? So I think why we talk about the lack of men is because of the lack of fathers. Yeah. That's gonna have the impact of the yeah. lack of men in the church so that, because of the lack of fathers giving them yeah. the discipline for them to be there. Mm. Asana, you got something to say? Yeah, no, I, I I think what I'm hearing from most of you is that we need more godly examples of yeah. from mm. men yeah. like those who are standing for Christ. They need a platform. They need a voice. Their voices need to be amplified. Mm. Those who are standing in truth and who are sincere. Yeah pursuit of God because you know clearly I'm like I am surrounded by men you know I know a few like really good men but I guess they're not amplified enough yeah Mm. you know maybe that the men who have you know that that are amplified in social media maybe they're not living the yeah she went there (laughs) <laughs> Christian fronters. That's yeah, a song about so, something. Yeah. You know, are living that sacrificial and walking the walk. Yeah, they're walking the walk. They're talking the talk. They need to be amplified. They need mm-hmm. to be yeah. in the public 100%. eye to show and to demonstrate yeah. that actually these men are soldiers for Christ. Mm. You know, yeah. and as someone said, like they, you know, they see Jesus, the Lord, as their king. Mm, yeah, mm, you mm. know what? It's so true what um, you said there. Because as men, we all know we can see through it all if someone's not real. Yeah, like we know with it, we'll be there, but we think this guy ain't real. He ain't living this. Do you know? What I mean, it's so true. We we need to see that real example. Do you know? And like you said, it's so true. You got people that might set up Instagram pages and do whatever they're doing, but no one can really see how they're walking out their life. Um, I think as well. When we come to Christ, we still got certain things that God's still working on in us. It could be cool, you didn't have your father around, it could be so many things, isn't it? And we need those mentors, we need we need discipleship. We yeah. need people to step up and say, you know what, cool, I'm, I'm gonna disciple you, I'm gonna help you through that. And a lot of times we don't we don't have that. And what we yeah. see sometimes is really you see someone that got saved and just stayed at that point and they just got older. Yeah. Mm. 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 No they didn't grow past this point of maturity. Come on. You know, because they weren't discipled. Come on. And you know what? I think just to maybe balance all the things you guys have said. I see examples like you, Jeff, um, and even myself as well, because my dad left when I was like three years old and he didn't play an active role in my life. But by the grace of God, God was able to do a work in my life to teach me and to continue teaching me about manhood if anything that absence caused me to see my need and my my mm. need to depend on god yeah. to yeah. understand what it means to really be a man yeah, um, yeah and sure. so i think those are the kinds of stories that bring hope and yeah. equally on the yeah. flip side when we're speaking about some of those that are um affected by 
absent fathers and who aren't necessarily running to follow God, this is just more of a call to say, yeah, we need to shake it up to call them to. Mm. And there's hope for them as well. Just going to run through some of the comments quickly. There's been so many comments coming and we can't get through all of them. Um, Stephen said, maybe men need to hear less. Jesus is your husband and more. He's your king. Now, I know this is a spicy one that could be chopped up a little bit more. But for the sake of time, we may make that another live stream. Yeah. Um, we've got uh, Kadeem echoing that saying, yes, Stephen Davis, tell it again. Um, Adele said, but thank God we can be fathered by God. Yes, and amen to that. Yeah, amen. Speak on Abraham spitting fire. Come on, uh, the people then. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> We've got um, Churchilly saying Matthew 10, verse 34 to 35. Christ is coming with yeah. a sword. Come on. Talk yeah. about it. And I think Sincerely Prisca is just washing her hands of this conversation at this stage. That's what <laughs> I can imagine she means. <laughs> um, Churchilly said, side note, can those in here please hit the like button? Let's show support. Yes, please. Thank you for that, bro. Mm -hmm. um, if you do enjoy and you are enjoying this conversation and you want more of these kinds of conversations, do hit the like button, hit the subscribe button to make sure that you get notifications when we drop new content or we go live again. Mm -hmm. And the like button helps us to go further as well. Uh, Shelly said, sometimes God calls with some men and they are different from the rest no matter what they have been through. No daddy, etc. Um, next question. Mm. <laughs> we've got loads but i'm not going to be able to get through all of them tonight <laughs> but let's go with this one the bible teaches that the head of the wife is her husband what does biblical headship look like and what are some signs that your man just might be on a power trip <laughs> i'm gonna read I it again keep us out all night <laughs> do you know do you know what it is this i've just got some really interesting people i interact with who've got really interesting questions They're really so, good questions. <laughs> the bible teaches that the husband the head of the wife is her husband what does biblical headship look like and what are some signs mm. that your man just might be on a power trip Fine. come on that, that that classic one of if a man is telling you i'm the head of this home i'm the head all of that it's not the one it's just not the one i feel like at that point you've already shown that so you're trying to convince yourself at, at that moment and i think that is never the one personally it, it shouldn't have to be said it should be something that he just demonstrates thank you yeah, very much you thank you i should know about it don't be telling me because now what we're doing <laughs> I think yeah, mm. I, I agree with Nash. I agree with Nash. I think if you're walking around the house like I'm, a, mm. I'm the man. I'm the man. I'm the man. I'm the head. I'm the head. Like, I'm the head. If you keep on having to reassure like, your wife that you are <laughs> yeah, the head, no, hey. <laughs> that's not like that's you trying to exert assert authority. Mm. Maybe that's maybe that's not even there. Like I think that's what it proves, right? That's, that's <laughs> what it proves. Like you should be able to like you should be able to just walk around and she knows like you are the head. If you mm. have to actually say you're the head, that means you're not the head. Like yeah, you have to words. actually let her know. By the way, I'm the head. <laughs> you're trying to convince yourself, or <laughs> but yeah, that's just a little part. But what does biblical head um, headship look like? Um, the Bible says, "Dwell with one another with understanding." You know, and I think biblical headship is just about understanding your wife's needs and her understanding your needs. You know, during lockdown, I got to understand my wife a lot. <laughs> the first lockdown, 
mm. you know and we, we have to understand how you know our own um yeah how much space we needed from each other <laughs> because mm. there was nowhere else to go but yeah we have to dwell with each other all jokes aside we learned to dwell with each other with understanding and i think that's what true headship is mm. you know, truly understanding my needs and i understand her needs and mm. we try our best to supply yeah. each other what we need yeah I, I think for me as well that on top of what david's saying i think true headship for me is dying to self Mm. Um, and dying to my desires as opposed to give up ourselves I love, love our wives like Christ loved the church so it's, it's dying for, for my wife die, dying uh, for my family and giving up my desires to make sure that they're protected they're covered um, so to me it's, it's yeah for me it's dying dying to self Arnold what about you bro? <laughs> Mike. Your mic, you're muted. Sorry, I said I'm just the guy who's a voice for the people that have questions tonight, bro. So <laughs> since you piped up, tell us, David, what do you think? Bro, I'm, not married, tonight, bro. I'm learning from you guys. Paul wasn't married either, but he had a lot to say about biblical cool, headship. For me, um, <laughs> biblical um, headship is also leading by example. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something you do well, David. Like as by the grace of yeah, by the grace of God. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, it's so deep. <laughs> that's something you do well. You literally lead by example. Mm. So um, you know, as a family, what we're a family of five. I feel like you definitely, um, you know, you you definitely do the hard things. You know, in regards to praying, fasting, you know, integrity, and mm. you know, we're looking at you. And you set the standard for us and you set the standards for the kids as well. Like yeah. you don't necessarily have to say it, but you know, it. but it's 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 a it's a visible example and I believe that's that's also, you know, um, you know, biblical headship, that's what it should look look like. Leading by example, that's what Jesus did. Mm. He led by example, you know, for the church, the body, the church. And um, yeah, and just, you know, to add to what um, Joshua. Joshua said, mm. you know, that um, the point you made, I forgot what it is now, I just went. But yeah, I agreed with the point you said, Joshua. That dying to self. Yes, dying to self. Dying to self, like sacrificial, mm. yes. So I think, yeah, those, those examples are part of what, mm. you know, biblical headship look like. Okay. The reason why I laughed is my son was telling me off for not being integral the other day. Oh wow! <laughs> Nine-year-old boy was telling me because I told him to do a football drill. I told him to do more than I asked him to do. I initially told him to do ten, and I said, "Okay, do one more," because I was trying to see if he had mastered it. And he goes, "Dad, you're not being in- you're not a man of your word." <laughs> <laughs> you taught me to be a man of my word. Wow. 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 <laughs> one more. <laughs> but yeah. Literally, that's, that's, yeah, you definitely have to. Yeah, but that's because you set the standards. Like, yeah. if it's my, our kids, our boys, they literally, like, when dad said, this is what we're doing and, you know, live by integrity, they're looking at him. And if he slips up, they will call him yeah, out on it. Sure. And yeah. I'll be like, yeah, babe, <laughs> like, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> and it's also humility, I guess, in that sense. Yeah. It's, it's recognizing when you're not living to the standard yeah. that's expected and actually, you know, humbling yourself and apologising and mm. doing things. So, yeah, mm. I guess it's also humility as well. What would, what's the signs 
when you know that you might be on a power trip because I find that bit kind of interesting yeah. as well actually when am I on a power trip am I ever on a power trip yeah. <laughs> 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 I am human so, I, I think so yeah go on no go ahead go ahead sis no 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 go on <laughs> go on go on you already started work. I was gonna <laughs> sister you have to come back I'm just buying yeah. some more time someone in the comments had a, a, a point to make on that actually that I think may give you some answers to your question Abraham I'm the head I'm the head no sir oh my gosh you are the let's just call it you are the tail I told you this is where watershed has gone um, um headship yeah. by fire by force go ahead sis yeah <laughs> um i think maybe when um signs when you know a man's not not yeah signs of when um a man's not living or might be on a power trip that's the that's the term mm. is um manipulation mm. you know sometimes mm. They might try and yeah. manipulate their family yeah. or their wives. Yeah, yeah. You know, they might twist scriptures. So mm-hmm. I think I've, I've definitely seen that in the past. You know, mm-hmm. manipulations. You know, they might want the family to do something that maybe not being God's will, and they might use manipulation, saying, "I'm the man of the house. I'm the head of the house. You must listen to me." And mm-hmm. they might not realize themselves that there might be an error, but everyone else around them do, and they're like, "Listen, the decision you're making is not right." That you know, sometimes. They might be on a power trip and they won't mm. listen. So lack of humility, pride. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Hear that. So just a couple more of the comments. We had Kadeem who said, if you keep having to walk around your own your own house and say I'm the head, my <laughs> friend, you're trying to compensate for many things. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We are not far from wrapping up, so I'm going to pick out another one of these questions that we've got. Um, let's go for this one. What role should brotherhood play in the life of every kingdom man? Uh, that's plays a very big role, man. Yeah. Do you know, I think it's really important. It's having someone, um, having that brotherhood, there's a group of guys that, you know, you could talk to about anything, but also guys that can pull you up and correct you, mm. or guys that can speak into your life. Do you know, uh, yeah, I think that is very important. You know, um, not many people are privileged to have that. But, um, I always encourage, you know, um, guys to look for that. Do you know, I think it's really important. Mm. Yeah, very true, very true. I think having guys who are able to literally, like um, Abraham said, pull you up and correct you and you're able to submit to them mm-hmm. and you trust them and you love them and you know they yeah. love you mm-hmm. I think that accountability is so necessary for, for men of yeah. all ages you know from new believers to, to veterans in, in this yeah you really need accountability men that will just pull you up and say what you're doing is not right mm-hmm. and you're able to submit yeah that, that's so powerful mm-hmm. brotherhood is really really um necessary in, in kingdom then yeah it's true yeah. and well i think i'm mine i'm just going to give an example because i think this is something i have with tolu we, we do these things where we just call each other and just begin to pray for one another you know and it's yeah, because if you there are there are sometimes you know i'm feeling all kinds of things and then you will call me up and say bro 
you know, I tell him and he's like, let's pray. You know, no conversation, just let's pray. You know, and that just lifts you up. So I think brotherhood, you know, the kingdom plays a big part. You know, praying for one another, be be what the scripture say, be one another's keeper, you know. Keep your brother, encourage them. Mm-hmm. Correction is very good, you know, and it's a must. But also encouragement is a must as well. Uh, because you know, uh, while you're, you're you're correcting somebody, make sure that you lift them up. Make sure that you bring them up in the word, of, you know, so that they be lifted, they be encouraged to know that they, you know, there's a world out there which is not 100% against them, and then they can do it through Christ who strengthens them. So it's very important to remind brothers in in, in you know in those things. The Bible says, you know, those who are spiritually strong, pick up those yeah. who are weak, you know, encourage them in the spirit mm-hmm. of. The spirit of meekness because you never know where the brother could be do you know what i mean yeah. just one word from you one phone call one text message and say listen i was thinking about you how about we meet such such place you know let's talk about it. you know and then yeah you just that those those type of things i think it's, it's just keeping but uh brotherly love i would say mm. Mm. that's perfect junior g said proverbs 17 17 a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for adversity Okay, we've got one last question before we close out. It's not going to be a long one. Close female friends as kingdom men or not? Mm. <laughs> <Okay>. Define close. <laughs> How do you define close? And what do you think? I mean, yeah, I feel like if if they were there before, you know, is this as a married man or this is like just as a single man? Do you think it differs depending on which one you are? I think it does because obviously when you get married or when you, you know you meet your spouse your spouse might be like you know what they're not comfortable with that and you kind of have to you know make the adjustments <laughs> that you need to make but I think you could because you can have a friendship with like as a man you can have a friendship with a woman and there's nothing wrong with it do you get what I'm saying you're, you're conducting yourself in the right way but you meet your spouse and she might not be comfortable with it and as you respect that, you're going to say, you know what, all right, cool. I'm going to cut that person off if this makes this, you know, my wife happy, Do you know. But um, I don't think there's a problem with it. I think there has to be boundaries, Do you know. That I think that's the important thing because, yeah, you, you can't say you're not going to have close friendships with, with women. You know, there's sometimes, for me personally, like, I like connecting with different people and, and helping them. And I don't want to feel like, well, I can't connect and build a friendship with someone because it's going to appear a certain way or something's going to happen. For me, I think then I'm, I'm judging that person really because I'm assuming the worst case scenario. But for me, I think most, what's the most important thing is for me to put the right boundaries in that friendship. Do you know? So if that means not speaking past a certain time, just different things I think are important. So good. Mm. What do some of the married folk think? Yeah. <laughs> do, do you know what? Um, I think like what Abraham was saying in regards to boundaries, I think, yes, yeah, the boundaries. Because so, we're all brothers and sisters in the faith. Mm-hmm. So there's there's sisters that I'm close to, there's brothers that my, my wife is close to. But I think as... I think also, as a married man, it's important to listen to your wife. <laughs> because there's, there's, yeah. certain, there's certain females over the years or whatever that my wife's been like... Like you talk to that person, because she sees something that I don't see. Mm. So I see from a man's perspective, 
men we're really friendly we'll be like hey sister yeah. hey, hey how are you give them a hug whatever <laughs> and, but from the wife's point of view she's looking at me like nah that one that, that brother sister it's not brother sister it's something else so i think yes yeah, wisdom listen to your wife regards to that because she's mm-hmm. more she she knows other women same way us men know other men so we can say to our wives you know what yeah that brother i'm not too sure about him because i know how men are so i think having those boundaries is important because for example a woman messaging me at 12 at the night or nine in the, in the evening when it's supposed to be time with my wife that's mm-hmm. boundaries you shouldn't be messaging me at that time do you get what i'm saying so i think having the boundaries is important but also yeah listen to your spouse because again women see more things in women than and men see things in men so boundaries is important but i don't see a problem with it as brothers and sisters in the class yeah. yeah um yeah i'd like to add um to what joshua said boundaries and abraham you know, boundaries are really really um important and mm-hmm. as long as the opposite sex respect the boundaries mm-hmm. then that's fine you know so as long as you know david's female friend who did have any respect the boundaries <laughs> and <laughs> 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 you do have female friends. I used to, but not no more. <laughs> <laughs> you can't have friends once you're married, though, will it? That's the rule I heard. Pardon? You, the, the female friends have to be before you got married. There's no yeah. female friends. Yeah, you are quite close friends with yeah. some yeah. of my friends who are female. Yeah. Like, there's they're all her friends now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The boundaries are there. Yeah. Is this is this the question you're you're addressing? Sorry, guys. Yeah, close okay. female friends of okay. the kingdom, man. Yeah. So I think as long as they respect boundaries, yeah. then that's important. Mm. And I agree. Like, husband, listen to your wives, and wives <laughs> listen to your husband, vice versa. When it comes to you know opposite sex and friendship, yeah, it's important that your your husband or wife is comfortable with that relationship and if they're not then yeah the person mm. has got to go that's not yeah it. that's it <laughs> and to the brothers who are on that journey to crossing the threshold what are your thoughts on this <laughs> um do you know what this has actually come up a few times um between myself <laughs> and adelaide a few times and it was difficult but I do believe boundaries are needed and they're healthy. Um, mm. One particular lady who was who I was seeing years ago, and I was seeing her for for like I don't know, it was just years. Like I think it was eight 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 years, and it, and she was in my life at a time where a lot of things were going on. Um, mm. I experienced redundancy, and my mum passed away. So she was like somebody who held me together. Mm. Um, and then when we we drifted off and we were were not in a relationship anymore, I still, I still, what's the word? I I still saw her value for me in terms of as a friend, and that's mm. all it was as a friend. Mm. And then this topic came up, and um, Adelaide and I, and I were speaking, um, and. It was she was just addressing the fact that I still have her on my Facebook profile um, and I still have her pictures, her pictures there. But Facebook was never something that I actively used. So to, to be honest, it was just one of those things where I just totally just forgot 
that because it was deep, mm. deep deep in an album that I didn't even know, but she had <laughs> noticed it. She brought it to my attention, and I and and we had the discussion, and I was like. It's, it's like it's nothing like I, I didn't even know it's nothing but I needed to be considerate to mm. her and realize Jeffrey it might be nothing but to her is obviously an issue um so yeah so I just I just deleted all those photos I think it made sense to mm. me and I deleted all them yeah. um and mm. then I obviously told her about the fact that look we need to set boundaries here mm. uh, it wasn't like we were speaking all the time anyway. Yeah. I just know mm. that I knew where I was, she knew where I was, and she knew where yeah. she was. Mm. We had to um, draw this line. So yeah. it's, it's something I experienced first firsthand. But yeah, boundaries are, just to conclude, they're, they're, they're important, they're, they're necessary. Mm. <laughs> We've got Kadeem saying, listen to your wife. <laughs> <laughs> full stops are everything. <laughs> The full and then stops. after that, his wife came in and laughed. <laughs> <laughs> Junior said, when your wife says that sister has her eye on you, believe her, don't let it become a prophecy. <laughs> <laughs> and Junior also came back. He says research and development. I think he was talking about ads and how she found that picture. <laughs> oh Guys, it's, there's so many more questions we could get through, but we're short on time so we're mm. going to bring it to a close now um on screen you can see the names of everybody who's been speaking um, if you want to connect with them and they want to be found they usually would put at before their handle on instagram or any socials um if any of you didn't but you don't mind being connected with then you're welcome to use this opportunity to share what your handle is three seconds and with that, nobody else wants to be found. So thank you guys once again for joining the live stream. It's been fun as always. Um, again, if you like this type of content, make sure you hit the like button. Show us some support. It helps us with the algorithm to get our stuff to go further. And also make sure you subscribe um, so that you never miss any updates whenever we go live or upload new content. Last thing, do share this. If you didn't see it from the start, feel free to rewatch the replay. It will be uploaded on YouTube. And yeah, that's it. God bless. Don't stress. This ain't a test. <laughs> <laughs>